Hello everyone, good morning, Lucy here. Um, whether this is comfortable or uh, uncomfortable listening or not, I'm going to do this podcast on the covert narcissist mother. Mainly because I had one, um, but also because it's, it, it, it can affect you as the victim to the point at which you can either become you know, a covert or an overt narcissist mother, but it certainly massively impacts your ability to have healthy relationships, intimate relationships, your ability to have healthy friendships. If you're uh, probably to have relationships and, and decent kind of contact with other women, um, whether you're male or female, um, and uh, certainly how you parent your own children, because you you follow in your mother's footsteps, even if they're terrible, shit's covered ones, um, you still end up replicating some of her uh, behaviours with your own children. So the narcissistic mother has this horrendous ripple effect through our lives that cannot, cannot go unspoken of. Um, it's probably something that will cause major issues within my family. But to be perfectly honest, because of my narcissistic mother, the issues, the issues were there from the point at which I think I round about, I turned 11. She was this, we were always going to find ourselves in this position where we are right now. Um, in the family and she she wanted this uh, and she did everything she could to make this happen and when I speak of this I mean she she has ensured that I have absolutely no relationship with my younger siblings um, who happen to be male and that's one thing is the narcissistic mothers they create narcissistic sons because narcissistic mothers have a very un- unhealthy approach to parenting the children that she chooses to guild, and by that I mean make the golden child, and uh, to sort of be apathetic towards two, but you know rely on which would be the invisible child. And if they are males, if they are her sons, she will treat them in such a way that it will distort their view of reality, and it will distort their view on the scapegoat, which could be male or female. In my case, obviously I am a female, so it's their sister, and she will ensure that her legacy that she leaves behind is this disrupted, uh, low empathy, or no empathy, as in in my case, context between the siblings because they have an unrealistic view on life because the mother did that. And she she made sure that she either, you know, spoiled them so that they become narcissistic because they've had everything they wanted. They've had everything they needed. So when you have a scapegoated child who has not had that stuff, they look at the scapegoat go to child with shock and scorn and disgust because he or she is is quite a reactive person, quite an emotional person, probably quite angry and quite bitter. Um, so when you've got a spoiled person looking at someone that's been neglected, they just don't have it in them to understand why that 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 neglected, that scapegoated child or who is now an adult, for example, reacts in certain ways to certain situations because they've never had to react. The narcissistic mother has always made sure there was no drama, there was no crisis. She was always made sure that they were financially secure. She's always made sure that she showed them, albeit a false love, but she showed them a love that comforted them and nurtured them so much that they don't get it when someone doesn't have that. They don't understand. They can't grasp what it feels like to have a mother that just doesn't love you, doesn't respect you, and has never nurtured, encouraged, uh, or enabled your individuality. So that's another thing with narcissistic mothers is they don't like individuality because they don't have it. They don't like a quirky personality because they don't have it. They don't like uh, a child to be uh, 
outgoing and attractive and intelligent because more often than not, the narcissist, and it's, this is the same with any type of narcissist, you know, any type of narcissist, any gender, any situation, any context, narcissists are bitter and jealous. That's, that's a given, you know. So your narcissistic mother will absolutely be that way. And she has to be jealous of someone. She has to be bitter about something. And she will choose, she will decide which child she's going to focus her bitterness and her jealousy on. And this can be conscious or unconscious. The thing with a covert narcissist mother is she doesn't have the self-awareness. She doesn't do the navel gazing. And she, uh, she has such a fragile ego that actually looking inwards at herself and her behaviors and her decisions and her choices is never ever going to happen. She's in, in, in the comforting world of denial around how she has affected and is affecting her children through their lives. She will absolutely, she will put the phone down on you if you try to have these very serious, very grown up, very normal conversations. She will deflect and project, which is where she will then accuse you of something or she will uh, tell you that you are causing trouble, it's gaslighting. She will tell you you're you're the drama queen, you're exaggerating, that didn't happen. So the narcissistic mother will absolutely gaslight a child who stands up to her and says, are you aware that you did this? Are you aware this has happened? Are you aware this is making me feel this way? She will be completely rejecting of anything like that because she doesn't have conversations like that. These conversations are extremely uncomfortable for her. She cannot do it. The more overt narcissistic mother will probably throw, throw a raging tantrum. Uh, she will probably, it's more obvious and more overt, the negative behaviors and the nastiness and the abuse is much more obvious with the, the overt narcissist mother. That's where the overt narcissist mother will be Absolutely, will have serious addictions. It will be vi regularly violent, regularly verbally abusive. Um, they will enable maybe the other parent to abuse the child. That's you're talking there. We're getting into psychopath mom here, there. Um, in my case, the covert narcissist mother, my mother was much more about gaslighting, much more about discards. So when I was a child, she could go weeks without saying my name. And I, we lived, you know, I lived with her, I worked with her and then she would sack me. So there was always this crossover in our life. She couldn't remain um, mature if I'd have done something wrong when I was 15 or 16, whatever, you know, um, she would sack me. I wouldn't have a job anymore. She wouldn't speak to me. There would be no conversations. Why did that happen? Let's say, why did you feel the need to do that or what's going on with you? That ain't going to happen with a narcissist mother, overt or covert. There is never actual grown-up conversations. There's never any inquiry into your well-being. There's never an inquiry into your life, what's going on with you. Even if you've not done something that would trigger this type of conversation, you know, there's never a, you know, let's just touch base. You know, how are you getting on, you know, with your boyfriend or how are you getting on with your girlfriend or how's things with work? The, the, she, if she does ask you about your life, it's so that she can gather information to use at a later date. If she's covert, she will absolutely spread it among her own friends, spread it among the family, spread it among the siblings. She'll twist it, warp it, exaggerate it to try and triangulate the family. Uh, there will be a lot of blame shifting using all of that. While everyone is talking about and bitching about and blaming and targeting the vulnerable child or the scapegoated adult, the narcissistic mother feels in control, she feels powerful, she feels secure, and she feels uh, in a position 
of strong manipulation because she's able to say, well, I told you so, and that's the way she is, or that's the way he is. This is just the way they are. It's so difficult. It's so impossible. They're such a nightmare. Language is very excessive, very exaggerated around the scapegoat. She could literally be describing a 14-year-old as a nightmare. This is not the language of a loving, caring mother. This is not the language of a decent human being. But this language is is the poison dripping into the other people's minds and heads, including the scapegoated child's father um, or whatever the other parent is, whatever gender. Uh, because again, the, the narcissistic mother cannot relinquish any form of control or power over the family. And the control and power she has to have is excessive. It's not normal. Normal mothers are like, okay, you know, we're going to play good cop, bad cop between the two parents. You know, we'll sit our kid down, you know, one parent might say, come on, you know, don't lay it on so thick. The other parent will maybe go, okay, fair enough, I agree with you. The narcissistic mother will choose a partner or groom a partner to become her other bad cop. She she wants bad cop, bad cop over it, it, the children. She has to have that. She also has to have good cop, good cop over the children that she's chosen to guild. And uh, she's chosen as her, her, what's the best way to put this? As her, as perfect in her image, narcissistic mothers are extremely um, obsessed with how they look and their children are absolutely, as, as far as they're aware, a reflection of that. So the, 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 she will choose children who don't stand up to her. She will choose children who are malleable. She will choose children who are quite covert themselves. She will choose the child who... Um, maybe academically makes them her look fancy. I mean, my mother was extremely snobby. I just ridiculous. Um, she, <laughs> like ridiculous. Um, but again, what you'll find is within these types of contexts is that the scapegoated child could be doing better than the gilded child or the invisible child, you know, academically or doing better visually, you know, could be quite successful, could be in really nice caring roles. I used to work for charity. Um, I earned more than my brothers at one point. But once the narcissistic mother has decided you are the enemy, you could save lives, get yourself on a spaceship to the moon, you could by Cambridge University, you could you could do anything that would make you incredible in the eyes of a narcissist, but she will not budge. You can provide her with children, beautiful children. She will then s skip the generation and start scapegoating or gilding the children. Something was on Instagram recently and it said if your if your mother was narcissist if you had a narcissistic mother she will also be a narcissistic grandmother and my mother absolutely was the same she they don't have narcissistic mothers overt or covert don't have the capability to shine their lighthouse beam of false love on more than one child at a time and this also works with grandchildren once she fixates on a grandchild the others don't exist it's that simple. You can have a phone conversation with her and she will talk about one grandchild, no matter how many she has. Then the next month, it might be, if you're lucky, your child. 
So she, she, she doesn't have the capacity to do that. And this is why narcissistic mothers will create contexts where there is triangulation, where you've got a scapegoat, an invisible, and a, a gilded child, or maybe one child, and she'll just flip the different labels between, depending on her mood, depending on what she needs at the time. Because narcissists are all about narcissistic fuel. And if you are a child who stands up to her and you are a child that has not done everything exactly the way she wanted it, no matter how unreasonable, you will always be the scapegoat. Once you start ticking boxes for the narcissistic mother, she'll start to be slightly more kinder towards you. So if you're that person that she calls five times a day to whinge and whine and moan about her relationship or whinge and whine and moan about her health, okay, she will, she will be kind to you. Because you're putting up with it. You're providing her with narcissistic fuel. You're providing her with a shoulder and an ear. You're, you're enabling her self-pity. You're enabling her self-harming behaviours uh, because you're not standing up to her and really doing anything about it. So my mother absolutely relied on me hugely the last couple of years. Phone call after phone call after phone call. But only because I literally just listened to her. Every time I stood up to her, and tried to say, well, you'll need to give up drinking or you'll need to uh, stop doing the self-harming behaviors around your codependency towards your estranged husband. You need to stop with this. She would put the phone down on me and wouldn't speak to me for days. That's what's called a discard. It's exactly the same you get in intimate relationships with a narcissist, where if you stand up to your narcissist, he will break up with you or he will cheat on you or he will leave you or he will cancel a date. Discards happen with narcissistic mothers just as they do with intimate partners. So the narcissistic mother, she will have codependency issues. She'll be codependent on the golden child. She will almost see the golden child as her partner. She will be absolutely bereft, raging, swing between the two if the golden child moves on in life away from her a little. Um, say has a relationship of his own um, or chooses to not spend as much time with her because it's just not normal to spend all that time. Um, so you, you narcissistic mothers, all these behaviours are almost exactly the same as if you're in an intimate relationship. And we can, we can, we can obviously explore it, say it's just like any, you know, kind of cluster B uh, personality disorder. It comes from at some point the narcissistic mother has has absolutely had something happen probably in childhood. In my mother's case, something did if I'm if she's to be believed. Um, but again, there's there's a difference between a context and an excuse. And once once you've become a mother, I have to say, sorry guys, but once you've become a mother, something changes in you. It doesn't matter what you know, you have responsibilities and you start realizing what your narcissistic mother is like. And, and I, I, unfortunately, I try to parent my children the exact opposite way my mother parented me. However, I have struggled at times. I have found myself replicating her behaviors. I have found myself um, quite tempestuous, quite emotional, which is exactly the way my mother was. Um, real impulse control issues. I have. However, a narcissistic mother will not recognize that. She will not work on that. She will not admit that. So I know I've at least skipped a generation in terms of, you know, getting narcissistic fleas from her. But I've had my, certainly had my my moments where I, I felt felt I was very like her, which really gave me a fright. However, you know, I don't think my siblings sit and think themselves, you know, am I doing the right thing? Have I done the right thing? You know, I, I, it's not happening really. But never mind. So uh, narcissistic mothers, I hope that you found this interesting and, and useful. 
again, you know, I try to use my personal experiences um, as much as I can. I like to be authentic and um, I am working on a, uh, a book at the moment which really does explore the the narcissistic woman mother figure matriarch and uh, in terms of covert and her you know pity party and the vulnerable behavior and the manipulative behavior and the neediness and the controlling behavior and the triangulation and the jealousy and that book is being edited at the moment it's called pretty girls gone and i and i based main a female narcissist on my mother, but also on another female covert vulnerable narcissist I have in my life who, um, yeah, also. So I, she's got a really rounded character. She's called Lilith, uh, a very rounded character in Pretty Girls Gone uh, based on lots of covert narcissist uh, women. And if you're interested in my other books, so you can catch up, I've written uh, three books. All of them feature heavily narcissistic behavior, and I write in the first person narrative. So you're really in the narcissist's mind or in the victim's mind or both. So please do look my books up because it, the, the education's there and the entertainment is there. Um, and I do know my stuff, sadly. So yeah, my books are under my author name, L.W.Hawksby. Just pop them in the search bar of Amazon or any book site and it should bring you up the three books. Pretty Girls Gone should be out in the winter, um, finances permitting. And... Thank you for listening.